Kenichiwa, Minisan. Welcome to Famicast 43, your Famicast for the tail end of October. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by Mr. Ty Sugar. That's right. We're in for a ghoulish good time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, James Charlton. The pleasure is all yours again, Dan. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's, we're going to have a couple of different things, obviously, to talk about this month. Uh, we've had some more time to uh, mess around with a new 3DS, so... Uh, you can expect to hear some stuff about that. Um, got some kind of interesting things to talk about new business, so you can look forward to that too. Um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and just jump right into it. Uh, we'll come back on the other side of this short musical break with new business. James, I think you have something you wanted to convey to the audience that I yeah. for, forgot about. Well, Danny, this is season two slash series two of the Famicast, because this is uh, the first time we're on our own feed. Boom. So I'd just like to welcome our listeners back if they resubscribe to us. And if there are any new listeners listening, then hello. And to all the people who stopped listening, screw you guys. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Famicast, season two. Let's do this thing. Yep, we're doing it live. Well, we're not doing it live. We do do it live, though. That's that's a new thing we're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Every middle of the month, we're doing a live episode, um, which you can then listen to not live <laughs> later on in iTunes. And then what we're calling a studio episode at the end of the year. Uh, end of the year? End <laughs> yes, of the month. End of the year. <laughs> which is not recorded in a studio. Mm -hmm. So there you go. But you get the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like he was saying, with the live episodes, that leaves you guys, you know, depending on how quickly we put out, you know, when we're going to be doing this, uh, you guys can interact with us directly during the show or even sometime shortly before and uh, ask us questions or make fun of us or whatever you want to do. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're planning on doing that middle of every month so look forward to that for sure so people definitely like making fun of us well uh, you that's that's fine i just take it in stride <laughs> it doesn't even matter anymore you're so, used to it by now pretty much it's been happening since i was a small child so <laughs> so new business i guess yeah yeah so i'll go ahead and kick things off with new business um i've been playing a couple of different things uh, you know, like we talked, we did, we were talking about, uh, you know, Smash Brothers in the last episode. We'll save that for just a little bit later. Um, but I wanted to start off with something kind of spooky. Because <laughs> Halloween is so big in Japan. It's so big. Well, yes, no, not really. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was talking with my girlfriend a few months back about just what games she liked to play on the Famicom back in the day, and uh, one game that came up was this game called Devil World, and it's a game that never came out in North America. It did come out in Europe, I guess, at one point, point. Um, and essentially 
if you just look at this game from the outside, it's essentially like a, a Pac-Man clone, kind of, because you're going around like eating pellets and doing stuff like that. But there's a little bit more to it, actually, which I thought made it a little bit more fun than Pac-Man, because there's some kind of strategy to this stuff. So, uh, like I said, you are eating pellets, but in order to eat these pellets, you have to pick up like these crosses that are kind of littered throughout the stage <laughs> and I, I can't understand why this never came out in north america yeah so I, I think a lot of you guys out there might know that you know back in the day nintendo of america had some kind of a policy against uh, any kind of game that had some kind of overly fun. yeah fun or just some kind of religious type of a topic even though like Bible adventures and stuff might have came out on Famicom or on uh, NES in America or something. Totally legally, not legally. authorized. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, so this was like, an, this is officially, you know, this is developed by Nintendo, published by Nintendo. So, I mean, you know, it would be kind of hard to kind of <laughs> put, push this one out there. But one thing that's, you know, like I said, you, you're collecting these pellets after you pick up these crosses that are littered throughout, littered throughout the stage. But, uh, you know, in Pac-Man, the stage is very static and you're just kind of just moving around and you have these you know, the ghost following you around and crap. But on this, there is the, what I guess they're calling the devil, <laughs> uh, some kind of a demon guy. He's at like up at the top of the screen and he is controlling basically which way the screen is going to be scrolling. So, and I'm not exactly sure if it's random or what, but you know, certain, all of a sudden the screen is, you know, scrolling down and you have to kind of compensate for that and try not to get stuck in any loop between any walls or something like that while trying to avoid like some monsters that are trying to chase you around and stuff. So that kind of adds a little bit more challenge to the game. Um, and, you know, basic stuff about the game, like I said, you're collecting the pellets and stuff like that. There are other stages where you actually have to collect some kind of, uh, sometimes you have to collect keys and then you take the key to like the middle of the stage and put it in like a keyhole. Other times you collect like Bibles in like a bonus wow. section. Um, Is this fake or real? Because <laughs> I'm going to say fake. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is absolutely real, and I, I it's on the 3DS Virtual Console right now, and so I, I played a little bit, not not a ton, but um, and another thing they have in this game too is two player co op, simultaneous multiplayer, um, which is pretty cool because you're both playing at the same time, both collecting all this stuff, and you know avoiding this. W- wait a minute, which system is this on again? Well, it's it was a Famicom NES? game, and now uh, it's on Famicom. yeah 3DS. So you can play it two player. On the virtual console, right? Yeah, yeah, they've that's right. That, they've got that feature now, right? Yep, yeah. with the download play, you can do that, and I tried that out, and yeah. Actually, that was the first time I tried it out, uh, the simultaneous play, because now I have yeah. like eight 3DSs <laughs> for Japan, so um, <laughs> I was able to make that happen. Um, another kind of cool thing, too, you know, Pac-Man, at least in the original Pac-Man, didn't have any like weapons, <laughs> but in this, whenever you have that cross, you can... You have this ability to shoot like, fireballs <laughs> out of your guy's like mouth or something, and when you do that and you hit one of the ghosts, they disappear and you know go back to like the you know respawning part of the stage and stuff. But yeah, I mean you know for essentially five hundred yen, something like five bucks, it's it's not a bad game. It's kind of fun. It's not really incredibly deep, but I can see you know people why people would be interested in this stuff. But I, as as for this thing ever leaving. Japan, well, it's possible. You know, you've seen the import stuff on uh, the virtual console overseas, and uh, yeah, that stuff could happen. So, and, is this is this better than Pac Man? Then you know, I think it is. It's a little bit more complicated. Oh, that's um, a bold statement to make. Yeah, Has- I, hashtag shots fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Pac Man's a classic. Don't get me wrong. Devil World, uh, 
I don't know if I'd call it a classic outside of maybe from what some people might, maybe some people in Japan consider it one. But, you know, it's just something I wasn't ever familiar with until now. So You know what? The first time I got exposed to this game was in uh, Melee. Uh-huh, right. They had a trophy for it, and it was like, and it was the, it was cool, because I had the Japanese version of Melee at the time. I had imported a GameCube, and um, it was cool having an extra trophy that, you know, no one, none of my friends had mm -hmm. in the UK because, uh, yeah, I think there was that. I think there was maybe a couple of trophies that were only in the Japanese version, and that was one of them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, from just from the name, I kind of guessed why it wasn't <laughs> Devil World. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they could have totally just changed the name and probably brought it over to America, and it would have been fine. Because I mean. Well, maybe. I mean, there are Bibles and crosses littered throughout the States, so maybe it's a little bit more complicated of a localization than <laughs> this changing a name. But Maybe. If you want to play the rules lawyer, you could call it demon whatever. You could. Or and then, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there are a lot of NES games that, I mean, there's like Demon Crest, Demon's mm -hmm. Head, some other demon titled NES game that came out in the U.S. Right. Yeah, so it's cool. I've, I've been having some fun with that, and I'll probably be kind of playing that off and on sometimes, you know. So I just I was kind of hoping it'd be on the Wii U because I think it'd be kind of fun to play, you know, drinking, playing with some friends. Um, I'm kind of doing that a lot. Well, drinking. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Japan. <laughs> no, and also playing, you know, some just old, like, you know, Nintendo games and stuff. And another game that I had had, I think I had, or I just picked up just because some friends were over, and I was like, you know, I really want to play Mario 3, and I want to do it on my Wii U. Um, so, you know, I plopped down 500 yen and picked that up too. And I, you know, I've been playing through that. It's a classic and I, I'm sure a lot of guys, you know, on the NWR podcast feeds have heard, you know, Lindy's troubles with trying to get through the game. Get <laughs> good. Like that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Mario three is something I've, I've played for a very, very long time. I play through it every couple of years just because I love it. And it's just a ton of fun. And, you know, I, I played through it again today and I, you know, I beat it and stuff and, um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I really love that Hammer Brothers suit. And on this playthrough, I somehow got two of them. And um, I used it on the last castle, on the last castle to go to, uh, you know, go to go defeat Bowser. And, uh, yeah, those hammers take him out really goddamn quick. Yeah. It's great. So. Well, it's finally playable now because you got save states. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the, I, I would I would say that the original one in its original form is... Uh, is pretty much unplayable in today's modern lifestyle. I mean, playing through a game that huge without turning off the system. Okay, once. for that, yeah, I, <laughs> that's pretty stupid. I mean, you know, I had it. I had the virtual console version on the, my American Wii, and yeah, I mean, that had like the the suspend state. So I mean, you could at least do that, and right. you know, not to sit down for three hours and just play it if you don't have that kind of time. But yeah, the safe states are nice. I mean. Obviously, everyone out there probably has experienced this stuff now, but it's just good just to not have to play through a whole section of a level if you're like, okay, I know where I messed up and I know exactly what to do. I just didn't do it this time. I'm going to do it next time. I don't know, Ty, you might think that's think of that as like sacrilege or something, but <laughs> sometimes well, that, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's okay, but you shouldn't say you beat it for real unless you can do it without save states. Like, you should absolutely use save states as, like, a practice tool, though, mm -hmm. I think. That's my super nerdy elitist good-at-video-games opinion. 
cool. <laughs> my, my my argument is that you know I'm not 12 anymore. <laughs> I, you know I have other things going on in my life, so <laughs> it's I don't like buy that. <laughs> scrub quotes. <laughs> so yeah, save states FTW. Yeah, I think so too. I better tweet that out right now on my my gimmick account. Scrub quotes. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty popular. Just be sure to CC at Family Complicated. Yeah. Get some retweets. <laughs> cool. That pretty much does it for the main bit of stuff I want to talk about. So I'll tell you what. We'll take another quick musical break. And on the other side, James and I are going to talk a little bit about Smash Brothers on the new 3DS. So we'll be back. Again? Just, uh, yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there, really? Yeah, yeah. We're going for the trilogy. Yes, okay. exactly. So we'll be, we'll be back with that in just a couple of seconds. talking about smash um but what's different this time is that uh i finally got my new 3ds um you can witness me failing to get one i did a video of me failing to get my new 3ds as i stupidly went out on the day after launch without a pre-order trying to look for one and obviously (laughs) didn't get one as i said in the last episode Mm -hmm. but um i did put down a an order for the next batch which came about a week later. I got my 3DS, my new 3DS, on the 19th. Mm-hmm. Uh, did it come out on the 11th, Danny? Yes. So yeah, it took just a little bit over a week to get uh, the new batch in. Um, so yeah, I got it uh, as soon as it as soon as it came in. Got the phone call, ran over, got it. Awesome. Unboxed it, and uh, yeah, I'm very, very pleased with the system. I got the black one as uh, the black XL slash LL, mm-hmm. as all uh, normal people should. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I liked your knock against me about getting blue systems, and it's you know, come on, man, with that with that original 3DS unit, it was just a thing where it was the last <laughs> unit that they had, and I was just happy just to have it. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I can a, tell it was the last unit they had. <laughs> I'm not like a huge fan of that kind of aqua blue. What that's what they call it. It's more like a little turquoise, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what Nintendo's thinking with some colors, but you know, I mean, this is like a you know, mine's an honest to god like you know dark blue, <laughs> not some kind of like goofy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that. It's not that bad. It's yeah. not that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like what was it with the purple GBA? Yeah, what was that about? Well, they knew. They anyway, were, they knew they were gonna make purple GameCube. So anyway, and it's Indigo, um, anyways, loser. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, the new 3DS is awesome. I'm very, very impressed with the speed. I mean, Danny, you talked about this in the live show, right? Uh, in the middle of October. Um, but yeah, just the. The thing that immediately hit me was just how fast everything is. Oh yeah. Like, well, no, fast is probably not the, a good word to use. 
probably faster mm. and more along the lines of what you know a, a console you know handheld system should be right. it's kind of like you know what i feel about this system is that you know it's kind of like the when the ds light came out it's like oh this is what the ds was supposed to look like <laughs> you know the ds fat that was just the prototype that they accidentally you know set into production <laughs> and you know with this new 3ds it's kind of like okay yeah when you press the home menu the home menu appears right the home button you know you press the home button it appears a few se- like a second later as right. opposed to 12 seconds later <laughs> you know you can do you can suspend the game and do internet and meverse within a reasonable time you know it's kind of like yeah this is what the system should be like and yeah north americans yeah i'm sorry to say this because obviously you guys are not going to get it till next year but yeah aussies if you're listening go ahead do it get it if you're thinking about it just do it it's right. it's definitely worth the upgrade especially if you're going from the small the original 3ds just don't even think about it just yeah just upgrade it's so worth it oh uh, god why are they region locked oh god tell me about it <laughs> uh but yeah that's another podcast that's every podcast yeah let's complain <laughs> I mean, about it every month until it changes Hashtag i mean come on I mean, <laughs> I mean come on this is the famicast this is like three white guys in japan I mean, right? <laughs> region locking. Region locking affects us every single day. Yeah, you know? we're English-speaking whiteies in Japan. You know, uh, yeah, it sucks. Region locking sucks. Um, but yeah, the system's cool, and uh, the Smash obviously runs a lot better, as Danny said in the last episode. Um, it's just everything, just like connecting to the internet. Uh, to the internet battles and everything, which I'd like to talk about now, because just before this episode, me and Danny jumped online uh, just to see what a new 3DS versus a new 3DS within Japan, uh, you know, with obviously we both got super fast connections. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, happy to report it runs amazingly well. Mm-hmm. Danny, would you agree? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, it. it... Definitely not it's, perfect, but I mean it's significantly better than what we experienced previously on the you know older 3ds units for sure. Yeah, I mean like, I mean a few people have said this on Twitter too. Like it always seems to be like the first couple of games are kind of slow, and then it kind of like I don't know gets better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this but this one just the first game we played was you know was uh, was good. Mm-hmm. So I you know I've got yeah i think it's going to be better i mean i was playing online with randoms before that and mm-hmm. um i even played with um uh nick uh from uh nwr staff member nick bray mm-hmm. in australia and he was on obviously on a regular 3ds and it worked really well and just the connection speed is just you know so much uh more speeded up mm-hmm. you know you can connect with the game within just two or three seconds right as opposed to 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive and as you know, as more people get the new 3DS, you know, maybe online will drastically improve on Smash or get better. Right. Uh, as time goes on instead of the opposite, which is what happened with Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, cool system and uh Definitely looking forward to playing more games. Ah, but the killer feature. Almost forgot to mention this. So 
I'm going to put my hands up here and admit I don't didn't really play games in 3D on the 3DS. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I was just a guy who flicked it up on cutscenes, um, or just get you know scenes where or where you movement wasn't really needed. You know, uh-huh. like fast paced action wasn't really needed. Sure. So basically, cutscenes are just like, oh, I kind of want to see what this level looks like in 3D, and then I would flick it back off because I just can never just keep my keep the position right i can't just keep my hands still in that exact position um to keep it in the 3d zone it's just it's just too annoying and it's just just a slight just a slightly out of it and it just you know it flickers on and off and it just irritates my eyes and i just ah, i just can't deal with it so i played like an hour of smash with the 3d turned on and i didn't even notice it, the the I'm talking about the head the face tracking feature mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right right it's it's amazing it it really really works and this is another thing you know how I was saying you know how the D, the DS fat was kind of like the prototype and the DS light was the real thing I mean this is what 3D should have been like from day one right I mean you can play a game you can move around you don't have to you know have the 3DS stick to your nose like an idiot <laughs> you can just hold it naturally you can move around you can relax you can put it on your knee you can move it around you can have it quite far away from your face and it doesn't matter wherever you are it'll keep the 3d perfect mm-hmm. and it just works it's amazing this is by far the best best feature of it i mean it makes the 3ds a 3d system mm-hmm. and because it, it just wasn't before <laughs> <laughs> and i just there's just the thing i wasn't that wasn't really the feature i was most looking forward to mm-hmm. but it is now become my favorite feature of the system. I mean, 3D actually works now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. People are going to say, obviously, they're going to send comments like, you know, work fine for me. You know, works fine for me yeah. on the regular. And I, w- I would say that too. But I mean, yeah, everyone's different with the 3D. But you're thing. an idiot. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't hold a regular 3DS like you know at arm's length or like move it around, right? I don't know. I mean, I played Bravely Default for like 60 hours on the thing in 3D every single minute I played. I, I always use 3D when I play. and I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Sometimes, you know, you have some kind of weird issues and just kind of reset. And it's kind of annoying. And I understand that. But I just usually just kind of just ignored it or just kept going. Right, right. I guess I just can't, couldn't ignore yeah, it. Yeah, no, I get it. Some people just, yeah, it just drives me crazy. So. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely works in the... the the refresh rate is very fast. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you move around, it just takes half a second to readjust. Right. You know, and then you're locked in. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's kind of weird what, see, looking at a 3DS from a, like a, almost like a 90 degree angle, like mm-hmm. from the side, and it's still 3D. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird. Like, you're not really used to that. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're always in that kind of 30 degree zone that they, that you have to be in, right? So, it's kind of cool. It makes it more like a dior- even more like a diorama than you used to. Right. It's pretty cool. James, I'm going to ask you something. Um, no. So I, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I recently got, I finally broke down and bought a theme for my 3DS, um, the Halloween uh, one, because I'm a sucker. And I was like, hey, God. you know, whatever. It's just cool, like Zelda, you know, uh, Halloween theme. I was like, that's cool. And I got it. And I was like, I'm going to post my picture. You know, you take the snapshot of your home screen and put it on Twitter. And I was, you know, I did it on my old 3DS when I had no themes because I didn't have it whenever I first did that. But when I did it on my new 3DS, I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to do this. And I went on, went to the tool little button and stuff to do it. And 
they're like, oh yeah, the parental blocks for the new 3DS web browser are. You, you, <laughs> right, you yeah. can't do this. <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, so, I pay, I paid it. I yeah, paid I did too. But yeah. it's like it, 34 yen. It was so annoying because you. Well, I don't know. Maybe I was just being stupid, but I had to re-enter in all my credit card information. I could not enter in just my previous stuff that I have linked up with my Nintendo network ID, um, which I thought was kind of asinine. Was that oh, just... sure. It's, it's Nintendo. What do you expect yeah, online? So, so that was kind of silly. I mean, okay, whatever. You want to keep the kids safe. Bravo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> from the evils of Twitter. and Well, you can browse uh, the internet, but it's just a lot of sites are blocked, right? Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I think I just, I didn't I think, do much. I, I think went to uh, social, social networks right. are blocked. Yes. Right. So basically everything apart from Nintendo websites. <laughs> Which worked perfectly fine. Uh... <laughs> well, at least they got that right. <laughs> well, wasn't it like, what was the thing? It was the what was the messaging service like the Nikki? What's the Nikki thing called in English? Swap note. Swap note. There you go. <clears throat> Wasn't the people like sending pornography on that thing or something? Something like that. Yeah. And that's what made them take everything down. Anything to do with the internet? They're like it's like dinosaurs. <laughs> porn. Porn <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, it's shit. Even even after that event, that thing that happened, Nintendo put this disclaimer or something on their Japanese website saying something like "We're protecting the kids" or "There are parental controls." Blah blah blah. And it's it's still highlighted on the website even you know a year or two later. So don't mention sex in front of the C H I L D R E N. <laughs> Sex cauldron. <laughs> I thought they closed that place down years ago. <laughs> I'm so glad Ty got that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just laugh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sex Cauldron uh, <laughs> and Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Hashtag deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> cool. Well, is that pretty much all you had, man? Yeah, I, d- I, d- I don't buy games. <laughs> okay. And video games. I buy, I buy, I, Video Fuck games. that noise. <laughs> mm-hmm. I buy like a game every six months or something. So look forward to continued Smash Brothers impressions for the next uh, half year. I'm quitting video games <laughs> to do model railroading. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything else about Smash Brothers that I that's anything new. Uh, I tried to get back into Smash Run after people complained about me complaining on the last episode. Oh, I and. I tried to give it another shot, but you know I couldn't couldn't get into it. I think you're spot on. I think it's if it was like two or three minutes, I think it would be fine. Honestly, well, the the suggestion was that that I'm not really playing it how it's supposed to be played, and he's supposed to see it as more of um and like a what not not a rogue type, but like a more like a, along the lines of an RPG where you kind of collect gear and then upgrade yourself and then play it again and try and get better but like i just don't see that can't, <laughs> how that can't yeah. people just have an opinion that just says i don't like this um, <laughs> no okay not well no not i, I, I kind of get what the guy was talking about sure, but sure. you know I, I just can't play it like that I, I don't find that interesting to just you know play it again but with a higher jump ability and a, a laser sword or whatever mm-hmm. 
uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really change it. The fact that the enemies are so annoying and just completely imbalanced, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's a shame. Sure. But the Wii U version looks awesome. So the the single player modes look awesome. Are we gonna? Oh, I guess we're gonna talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, James. Well, if you're finished with that, we'll take another quick break, and Ty will finish us out with his. Oh videos. yeah. is going to finish this off here. Okay, um, well, I've been all over the board. I also took a little trip back to the U.S. for a week. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, and I played some video games there and bought what? some American video games there. And the whole America experience is really quite shocking, you know? It's like mm-hmm. gun stores and stuff everywhere. <laughs> and the political ads. And the game stops. Mm-hmm. They have Xbox 360 games for 99 cents. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's great if you like five-year-old Madden games. Well, you know, I've been get known you, to dabble. Yeah. Get your ni- ninety-nine games for nine ninety-nine. But <laughs> right. yeah, I did take advantage to buy some uh, cheap games and bring them back to Japan. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> so that was cool. I'm playing all those. Uh, I'm probably not going to talk about them because they're old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Deadpool was fun. It's a fun game. Old. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bought Konami uh, Dance Evolution. I bought a Kinect, actually. Oh, really? For the old 360? Yeah, it's way cheaper in the U.S. Uh, how, much than... it, how much did it run you? It was like 25 cents. It was 25 bucks, and I get a game of my choice with it that's less than 10 bucks. Uh-huh. So I got Pimp My Ride. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, you saw some, some tweets about that earlier, maybe. And, like, you can press Y for pimp hints. <laughs> what? Fake. <laughs> They're better than regular hints. Obviously, <laughs> they've been pimped. Okay. So Pimp my hints. <laughs> so, yeah, I played all that shit. Um, though Konami Dance uh, Evolution, or it's Dance Masters in the U.S., is shockingly fun. Mm-hmm. Turns out all they needed to do to have a song list I liked was to recycle a bunch of old Bimani songs. Yeah, th- this game has uh, been is on. It, is it proper music or is it Japanese music? Well, th- I got the U.S. version, but I think the song lists are the same. Okay. So it's it's almost exactly what you'd find in DDR, pretty much, mm-hmm. with a little more Eurobeat, maybe. So if you've ever played Para Para Paradise, have you played Para Para Paradise? Should I have? Is that like Paradise? No, no. It's a it, it's a it's a dance game with uh, light sensors, and they used to have one down at the the Tokyo Dome in one of the game centers they had there. I don't know if they still have it, but 
it's probably really hard to find now because those are like hard to maintain too but it's fun you wave around like a maniac <laughs> and that game predicts like the connect and the wii and all sorts of other motion sensing nonsense oh so you're not actually touching it it's just like waving your hand over it right kind of thing right exactly you might want to take a look at uh some youtubes of that but uh so yeah i played that and that's also a game that's in japan i really wanted to get it and get a connect for it but that's amazing you have an xbox one and you bought a connect one <laughs> i bought a connect for 360 do you have a connect for your xbox one yeah well it came with it uh right yeah i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> yeah I've, I've literally never used it <laughs> I, I, it just came out of the box went on the shelf put the towel over it yeah no <laughs> i never plugged it into the system not once not even once <laughs> maybe when a free connect game comes out on their free games thing maybe gotta get those achievements uh connect yeah that's a feature they added to xbox one actually it shows a leaderboard for the last 30 days on your mm-hmm. friends list, who has the most achievement points over the last 30 days. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and, like, I'm competing with, like, a stay-at-home dad, and <laughs> it's just shit. Yeah, g- good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you know how that goes by next month. Um, though, when I went back home, I gave away a ton of souvenirs from Japan, mm-hmm. like a bunch of manga, a bunch of UFO catcher toys. And we had a little tournament for uh, a bizarre Japanese fighting game called Rakuga Kids. Oh, oh I know that one. Yeah. yeah. On the N64? Yes. It, it also got released in like Europe or Australia or some region that doesn't count. But <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. But it's really fun, especially like for people that actually know fighting games, it's amazingly fun too because you get to exploring the really weird stuff in the game like you know in in most of the street fighter games for example uh zangief the big russian guy has like a jumping body splash kind of move it's really oppressive to try to deal with so one of the characters in this game rakuga kids is a bear that is also a tank he's a bear tank (laughs) <laughs> and he can he can do the body splash and then he can cancel it into like a double jump and then do it again and then he could also do it like instantly right off the ground for like an instant overhead attack so it's basically a war crime as far as fighting games go <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh we ran a little tournament at home and that's basically what won it <laughs> but the bank, the bear tank. Yeah, bear tank, body splash. It's really good. So, which system were you playing it on? Yeah, I, we were playing it on a sixty-four. I, oh, you, oh, you were okay. Yeah, no emulation here. I brought awesome. it home. I slapped it in a sixty-four with a little help of a Game Shark. Oh god, was it, was it really? Was it an N sixty-four exclusive? Yes, I believe so. I, there I, you go. I think I people said the N64 doesn't have fighting games. Come on. It it has <laughs> fighting games. games with like a little air, air quotation marks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, you know, I think I played all of them 
some <laughs> did you play Dark the... Rift? Yeah, I did. I played that. That's like the only one I haven't played. Yeah, that's like there were loads of like three D fighting games. Weren't yeah, they? like I played equally it... terrible or I... equally medi- mediocre. Yeah. Uh, well, I played a lot of Mace the Dark Age. That game was oh, yeah, that yeah. game was pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I played Biofreaks. That game was so so. <laughs> Mortal Kombat was the... Four was bad. Oh, I I, I have that. Yeah, <laughs> and of course Trilogy. Version. I played like one thousand hours of Killer Instinct Gold. What was <laughs> what? Yeah, Killer Instinct is awesome. And um, what was the uh, the one like an acronym? It was like. It was like five letters, but with a dot in between each letter. Um, I forgot what it was called now. There was like two of them. Hmm. You're not talking about, what's it, Flying Dragon or something? No. No. Fighter's Destiny was really good. That must be. Oh, Fighter's Destiny. That game was superbly good. I I think I know what you're talking about. And it wasn't Biofreaks, right? (laughs) <laughs> no maybe not yeah but I, yeah i was i was also thinking of uh, fighters destiny yeah that was the one where it's based on points instead of uh, yeah bars right yeah that game was, that was really clever. good yeah so it, it, it awarded you for being good as opposed to spammy or whatever right yeah well all fighting games do if you're good at them <laughs> get good yeah, that's true <laughs> but, but uh, no nobody nobody could win even at you know the m- button mashing level a button masher versus a button masher, you know, you had to be, you had to do something skillful to win, right? Yeah. So uh, I made it a point to grab like a whole bunch of my Nintendo 64 fighting games because uh, when I, the monthly I go to Final Round Bats usually has a Nintendo 64 setup, and nice. I try to bring weird games there, <laughs> and also murder everyone in Mario Kart 64. You know, if if your Game Shark just dies, I had three of them and they all died. Wow. Um, yeah, okay. that was an unfortunate why, day. Sorry, why do you need a Game Shark? Well, uh, the system is region locked, but it's only like, like a physical like uh, ridge uh, on the cartridge. So, right. like the Game Shark will just pass it through, or you can just like open up your sixty four and like remove those plastic tab things. Right. But you know, that's, like that's only for Japanese and American ones, though, right? They're yeah, interchangeable, like the Super Famicom, right? Same yeah, thing, right? same thing. So, cool. like the low effort way to do it, if you have a Game Shark lying around, is just run it through a Game Shark. Yeah, and you know, even I've seen gotcha. it in Akihabara and just different game stores. They have like adapters. Yeah, like this yellow adapter, and it's like I don't know, eight hundred yen. Yeah, like less than ten bucks. Yeah, to pick it up. And hit for no, basically no. like a nickel's worth of copper wiring. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now try doing that with a PAL system. Yeah. Now if <laughs> you have a PAL luck. system, you should just give up. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All of those kind of adapter things just make the games screw up and kind of go yellow and play uh. backwards and stuff like that. Playing <laughs> black and white. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Bad times. Bad times. It's bad times. Oh, one more game I want to talk about real quick. Uh, when I went back to my lovely hometown, there's a big scene for Project M, and I spent a little what? bit of time playing that. Yeah. It, oh, uh, that's that's uh, that's Brawl, right? Yeah, it's Brawl, like, patched and... <laughs> you, know, you know what? Filled. I was thinking of Metroid Other M for a second. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, like, it, there, it's actually a lot more substantial than, like, you know, taking out trips and... Uh, balancing 
like putting in Mewtwo. Yeah, like they, they, you know, they put in some characters that were present in you know Melee. Um, they 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 did add like new moves in some cases. Like Samus plays a lot differently. She has she has like the regular and like ice cannon mode or oh, ice shot. Cool. And that's really good. And she has like a new like uppercut kind of move. Just, just like as one example out of the whole cast. Do they have wave dashing? Y- yes, sort of. I I would guess so. Um I know Samus has this weird thing where she can project herself all the way across the arena really fast by like dashing and canceling it to down B, I think. Can can you do wave dashing, Ty? Yeah, sure. I can do it in games that you would not imagine to even have wave dashing. <laughs> but yeah, I thought wave dashing was a, a a melee only thing, but apparently not. Yeah, nah, <laughs> nah. Well, you know, Marvel you, you pl- make it work. Yeah, I mean, you know, Marvel players do wave dashing all the time, and it's a little easier on your hands, actually. Because, man, that GameCube controller will give you arthritis. But well, it takes three or four seconds to de- fully depress the L button, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the GameCube controller is nice. It's comfortable, but it's n- not really like the ideal controller for that sort of stuff. You know, just give me. Well, appa- just... Apparently it is because it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just give me again. Just Yeah, maybe I should like I don't think I'll ever muster the effort, but I would like to build um a custom controller where basically I just have the analog stick on the left side and then like a couple rows of Sanma buttons on the right side. That'd be so good. Hmm. So good. I'll just give Ty the Wii U gamepad for any any fighting game and he's <laughs> he's coming at you, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm going to get you. Mhm. Ask me about controllers. <laughs> Ask me about the, the the power glove thing I have for the sixty four. <laughs> like I put what? that on my Twitter recently. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's real. <laughs> is, is it called the Power Glove sixty four? No, it's it is made by some company. I want to say like GT Interactive or something. But um, yeah, very much a third party accessory. But. Like the wrist so it's already broken. Yeah, no, it works. It works. It's fine. Like the wrist uh, is like an analog control, but you also have like an analog thumbstick, and you, and with your like pointer, middle, and ring fingers, you have access to like the six face buttons, and maybe the others. I don't remember where they are exactly. Bizarre. Do you look more or less cool than the original uh, power glove when you wear it? It. It's definitely less cool. It's not a full glove. It's more like a thing you put in your hand and it straps around your arm. <laughs> so, so like if if you're operating like the big dozer thing from uh, the Alien movie from Aliens, oh, yeah, okay. that's more what it it feels like. Awesome. Why didn't I bring that to Japan? They probably would have you know loved it over at yeah. um, Game Bar A button. Because you can hold a beer in one hand and play in the other. (laughs) (laughs) They should totally make one of those arm things for, like, the Wii U gamepad. No, they shouldn't. 
<laughs> and then you could just like strap it to your arm and have like a, you know this huge thing on your arm <laughs> have the have the Wii pointer and the uh the nunchuck as well and you could just walk around like an android yeah never walk again out the gym <laughs> so that's what i've been playing uh um some bargain bin games stop slop and some haunted nintendo 64 games i unearthed from a spooky grave <laughs> how many of the game discs were scratched so much you couldn't even play them they all seem fine so far there's well some done. fingerprints Good but find. they weren't scratched up no sandpapering yeah yeah you know i i have somebody on the inside of gamestop they give me the good ones Yep. Awesome. Cool. You might say I'm a pretty big deal in the game industry. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, uh maybe I'll throw out some shout outs to uh um fella works at the GameStop. He said, Oh shit, you're Ty, I listen to your podcast every month. Whoa. <laughs> hey yo. Yeah, shout outs. It was a cool awesome. thing. It's like, wow, you're Ty. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I'm sending out a warning to everyone in America. I'm going to be back in December, so watch out <laughs> or something. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. I'm surprised I wasn't on a no-fly list. Well, you probably were. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, Ty. Well, that's great. I kind of wish I had that N64 controller thing. It sounds amazing. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that'll go ahead and do it for new business. We're going to come back on the other side of the musical break with news. So we'll be right back. So not a lot of news going on here that are, that's exclusive to Japan in, related, in relation to Nintendo. But we do have some of the latest Media Create sales data. And this is from October 13th to October 19th, the latest data that was available at the time of the recording. Um, I'm going to kind of go over some software. Uh, at the number top. 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I guess, well, yeah, let's start at number 10. So uh, number 10, Dragon Quest X Online for the 3DS, the much... <laughs> the much God. lauded award-winning <laughs> award-winning yeah. for like yeah most emptiest box award yeah it definitely gets that award for sure um yeah <laughs> wait a minute only three thousand sales yeah top once you get past like the top 10 i mean you'll see this even at our number eight that's on the list too i mean even though we have a lot of there's really not a lot of copies rolling out when it gets down to that point but um, yeah, thirty about thirty three hundred copies of that sold that particular week, getting the total numbers up to one hundred and eight thousand. Um, you know, one thing I'm really interested though, I wonder if the game runs any better on the new 3ds. Hey, good point. Because With the, uh, the new network connection, right? Right. Yeah, right. I believe, unless I'm completely mistaken, which has happened in the past, 
Um, whenever they were, <laughs> every episode, <laughs> whenever they were showing off the new 3DS, this is one of the games that they were showing just to make use of the additional stick and just uh, showing right, how right, it worked right. on the hardware. So, sure, I, it's sure. it's possible that it could run a little bit better. Um, maybe I should just do some kind of a quick Twitter search to see, but you know, I, or just buy the game myself, which I no, don't think is a good don't idea do that. <laughs> on 3DS. But uh, yeah, so that that came in at number ten. Um, the next Nintendo game on the list was Mario Kart 8 at number eight. Uh, 3,600 uh, units here, and that brings up the total of 690. Um, then mm. kicking it all the way up to number three, Yokai Watch 2, uh, both versions, Gonzo and Honke, uh, 42,000, uh, kicking it up over kicking up over uh, 2.6. Apparently there's a third version about to come out, right? Oh, is there? I... Yokai Watch 2, 3. Are you serious with the name? Yeah, 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 I'm serious. Uh, I think JJ from 8.4, friend of the show, uh-huh. Uh, tweeted about it. Uh, I've forgotten the name of it, uh-huh. but yeah, it's probably like you know a Pokemon. What do you call it? A red, a, like a Pokemon Yellow type deal, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. Right. But yeah, Yokai Watch. Deal with it. Two point seven million. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um. Yeah. Then kicking up at number two, Smash Brothers for Nintendo 3DS, fifty-three thousand units, one point six million since the middle of September. Um. Then yeah, of course, Monster Hunter 4G, aka Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 3DS, uh, three hundred twenty-seven thousand in that Jesus. week, kicking up to one point seven seven million. That was just the second week, the first full week it was out on the market. Um, so it's overtaken Smash in less time. Yeah, in like. A week. <laughs> Shit. So I mean, wow. Like a, yeah, that's, that's the power of Monster Hunter in Japan for sure. You know, so. ane- anecdotally, um, pretty much every boy in my school is playing that game at the moment. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I could, uh, I could see that it's quite popular. Oh yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, James, do you want to lead in with the hardware? Sure. Why not? Um, (laughs) Does this uh, include new 3DS yet? At the bottom. See that? Hey, hey yo. (laughs) Let's start with that then. So the new 3DS, regular new 3DS, uh, sold pretty much 30,000 this week. Um, And that's way down from last week, which sold 70. So it's, yeah, it's pretty much 100,000 total. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the LL, the XL, the real version, <laughs> um, <laughs> sold 60,000, twice as many. Um, and again, last week it sold also sold more than twice as many yeah, in which the launch was week. Launch week, yeah, yeah, exactly. So there you go. So 225,000 for the XL, LL, and 100,000 for the regular one. So yeah, pretty much double and a two and a bit more times. Sure. So, which proves that, you know, there are more adults than eight-year-old girls uh, <laughs> who like uh, decorating their systems with fancy faceplates. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's entirely <laughs> fair, but I love you when you're a troll. <laughs> Come on, Carrie, Pam, you, Pam, you. Yeah. Suck it, <laughs> Carrie. So, yeah, compared to, but the 3DS, the regular 3DS actually still um, was... Actually, the, that outsold the um, the new 3DS, which is crazy. The regular, well, both versions actually. That's no, crazy. No, 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 no. 
113,000 for the regular the 3DS, right? Total for all 3DSs. Ah, so that means regular 3DS, yeah, yeah, yeah. 3DS LL. Right. Oh, and the new 3DS? Yes. Okay, there you go. That's why. So I'm glad you're there to correct me. <laughs> it's okay. That would, that would have been weird to sell <laughs> that many of the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's crazy, crazy times. So that's uh, how many 3DSs total combined in Japan now? That's uh, 16 mil. Yeah. Which is uh, by far the best-selling system. No, it isn't. Yeah, mm. well, PSP doesn't really PSP count anymore. is still <laughs> the top-selling system, but there you go. Who plays the PSP these days, honestly? Yeah. But the poor old Wii U um, hasn't even managed 2 million yet. Yeah. Um, which is uh, yeah, that's not even PS Vita levels. So that's pretty. That's pretty depressing. So let's not think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's hardware. Yeah. I, I'm envisioning a future where I put the Smash Brothers disc into my Wii U and then it never comes out ever again. <laughs> Isn't that just exactly what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean that's what happened with the Wii. <laughs> so, why don't you just download it then if you're never going to take it out you're never going to sell it because if I break my system it will be a pain in the ants to transfer to transfer <laughs> cc at nintendo mm-hmm. yeah it's, are you listening get good get good seriously Yep, they're totally okay. listening to us right now too well all you have to do is phone them or fax them right or like yeah just fax them <laughs> just yeah. fax them and Th- that's within, what they use mm-hmm. within six weeks you might get a response <laughs> saying hashtag please understand from me yeah personally he sends them out personally by the way do you know that faxes exactly yeah so i guess really the other bit of news that we have is well it's not even something that's specifically japan related something that happened all over the world uh late last week there was a super smash brothers on wii u nintendo direct where they showed off 50 plus different things (laughs) that are coming to smash brothers for wii u i love things Uh, don't you mean 54 yeah i said 50 plus so i I covered my bases there but uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah no yeah yeah so i mean yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that they had kind of unveiled here, and I don't know, was there anything out there that you guys particularly found more exciting than the others, or something that just stuck out? I thought it was interesting. The guy who did the announcements was the actual announcer from the game. Did you notice that? No, actually, because I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I heard idiot. some business um, about you, uh, Mewtwo. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. We'll get into Mewtwo in a minute. But like that guy, he does the he does the announcements for the Japanese version too, right? Because mm-hmm. the voice is exactly the same. Like, you know, Mario is Mario, mm-hmm. but then he'll say Murabito. Yeah, for the for the villager, right? So obviously they got one guy to do you know all the languages, or at least the Japanese and English ones. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And he says like Surichigai Smash, which is uh, Street Smash. I guess the street pass thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it would be cool if he could actually speak Japanese, or maybe he just knows the Smash Brothers lingo in Japanese. Just reading the script, man. Give him a he break. Read... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder what Japanese people think about the way the announcer 
you know, says these Japanese words, but in a kind of American accent. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, actually, that game Band Brothers that came out last year on 3DS, they had mm. almost a semi-offensive <laughs> take on how they Go were on. just... Yeah, how they were just saying the Japanese words, just totally oh, sounding right. just like a butchered foreigner version of Japanese. And it's like, okay, I don't know if this is like making fun of foreigners or if this is cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a fine line, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gaijin like, problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, when I went to Game Bar A Button one time, we played Dive Kick. And uh-huh. do you remember the? Have you played that game? Actually, I have not. Okay, the announcer for that game is like a super thick, fake uh, Asian kung fu karate master accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> Round the one, fight door. Uh, and, and white like, white guy Japanese. Like the Japanese people are there, like, oh, is he Japanese? And I'm like, uh, I don't know sure. where yeah. to start here. <laughs> <laughs> can you die can you guys do an impression of a japanese person doing an impression of an american doing japanese oh god i don't know if i want to go down this rabbit yeah. hole yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what what Jap- when japanese people want to make fun of foreigners speaking japanese badly they go things like watashi wa america jin desu things like that so yeah. they they pronounce japanese badly on purpose which is kind of funny. But if we did the opposite, you know, like an Asian guy speaking English, that would be completely racist. And I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. But, you know, in Japan, it's fine for Japanese people to do that. Right. It's okay to be racist in Japan. So it's okay to be racist in Japan, as long as it's against white guys. Yep. <laughs> they can take it. We deserve it. We deserve <laughs> <laughs> Three white douchebags in Japan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, Smash Brothers Direct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Segway. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. There are lots of cool things. I guess uh, we won't go into everything because, obviously, like you said, RFN, they're going to go into it a lot and connectivity mm-hmm. too. But, yeah, eight-player Smash. Holy shit. Yeah, two of those adapters work in the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. two in the two USBs in the back, two in the front, eight GameCube controllers. It's exactly what they made the system for when they initially, you know, was were conceptualizing it. Like, okay, we got the two on the front, and the two in the back. This is perfect for our eight GameCube controller setup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah. So the reason they started making new GameCube controllers is because holy shit, people are going to need them. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like. I'm so sad. Like I only picked up one when uh, I went to the U.S. because mm-hmm. uh, like I had a stash there, a oh, little yeah. cache, oh, yeah? if you will. Mm-hmm. Huh. Your and, own personal stash? Yeah, I like. I think I tweeted some pictures. Like I have all this amazing stuff, like a stack of Nintendo sixty fours, like <laughs> Beat Mania controllers, like all these crazy systems, like just tucked away in the closet. Because you know I can only take so much with me to Japan. Oh yeah, no, I, I feel you, man. I, I'm the same. I have just piles of crap. Just, some of it literally crap, and some of it actually game related. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same problem. Well, that's only your fault, Danny. Well, you know, I just refuse to clean up after myself. But right, yeah. so uh, I have some GameCube controllers ready to go. Uh, unfortunately, I just found out that uh, the set um, 
in Japan does not include a controller, just the adapter. What? Yeah. Right. So yeah, because you just get the game. Yep. Exactly. You just get the game and the adapter. Yeah, and it's all and Smash is also coming out like a week later from the U.S. version. Well, it's, I think it's coming out around the same time as Europe and Australia too. Yeah, it's like a week or two later. Right. Hey, dude, you were lucky to get Bayonetta one with Bayonetta two, right? Because I could easily see them selling them separately in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're, they're separate cases, and they probably will sell them separately at some point if they haven't already. I bet second second hand they're selling them used. Like my Bayonetta one is still in the shrink wrap. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Wii Sports didn't come with the Wii. Yeah, good because I didn't want it. I got WarioWare, <laughs> right? I got that too. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> that game was good. Yeah. Well, so, I think pretty much all the bundles in Japan, like the Wii U bundles, they're, ne- they're never as good as the Western ones. Like, well, it, there's yeah. a few, there's a couple of ones that are all right, but like, you know, right. like there's one in the UK where you get like Mario U, Luigi U, and 3D World for like, you know, 250 pounds or something, but right. there's nothing that even reaches that in Japan. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some Famicast, astute Famicast listeners might remember the time when the Wii U launched that, you know, I, I got the, the Monster Hunter 4 bundle with Monster Hunter, I'm sorry, Monster Hunter 3G, whatever the hell, bundle <laughs> on Wii yeah. U. And yeah, it came, it was a little bit, it was like 3,800 to 38,000 yen, so like a little under 400 bucks. But I got, you know, the game, the controller, 32 gigabyte, massive hard drive space, you know. <laughs> Um, you'll never need to buy another hard never drive need again. to worry about doing that um, no and then you know also came with the, the, the pro controller so I was like that's that's not a bad deal to get all this stuff together even though the Monster Hunter games retail value is just in the goddamn shitter right now but you know <laughs> 500 yen probably less <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, Monster Hunter games come down in price quick yeah. but anyway yeah Smash Brothers <laughs> so was there anything that's Oh, Danny, you didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I... Did you, you watch know, I've it, been... No. But you heard about Mewtwo. Yeah, so Mewtwo you get if you buy both games. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy the soundtrack. both games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna. No. <laughs> no, you, you're, you're gonna give me the codes for your game, and then I can get Mewtwo, and I can get the soundtrack on my one, because I'm not gonna buy the Wii U one. Well, no, I'm not gonna probably not gonna buy the Japanese one. So, ah, oh, region locking, <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. So, um, uh. I I really like these complaining segments we have. <laughs> yeah. Right. Should we make should we make them monthly features like rant of the month? Mm-hmm. Right. It'll, it'll just be all about online. It, yeah, it's and, just and, gonna and be and like region locking <laughs> online and region locking like. Every month, man, for... this first party game that just came out has got really shitty online. Let's it... just copy and paste that every month. Entire podcast, <laughs> front to back, complaining about region locking and <gasps> Nintendo not being good at the internet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll but... fax them my complaints. <laughs> Brilliant. Four to six weeks reply. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's just leave the real the real uh, journalism and the real discussion up to the the real podcasts on NintendoWorldReport.com. <laughs> yeah, I am yeah, looking I... forward to actually playing Smash Brothers, though. Yeah, I mean, who isn't? It's going to move systems. It looks incredible. Like mm-hmm. the HD ness of it looks amazing. Yeah, they've finally caught up to two thousand and six. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I got to stop it. I got to stop it. <laughs> I, I'm, I just, you know, want to play Smash Brothers with a bunch of my friends and, like, not randomly slip everywhere. <laughs> it's yeah. it's going to be serviceable at least. And it's going to be you, really fun. Have you got a 50-inch TV and seven friends? Um. <laughs> Actually, I've got two TVs in a HDMI splitter. I think that's the way to go. Oh, nice. Right? Um, because What what about the friends though? Do you have the friends or <laughs> Uh, maybe only 6. We'll see. I got to make a couple friends. Go down <laughs> to the some time. Go down to the playground. Time. Hey kid, want to play video games? <laughs> <laughs> Slapped against the trunk of a police car. <laughs> 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 you need a black overcoat right Man. Okay. you know um, Danny save, save us save this segment please I'll say one thing I totally <laughs> forgot about this is actually video game related nothing about children maybe um, so uh, I think <laughs> you know when the Wii U first came out they had this this uh, premium program the Nintendo oh my god network premium uh, initiative kind of a type of thing that they're doing basically if you anytime that you even anytime you buy some kind of a digital title on your wii u you get some kind of digital points and digital if, deluxe promotion there it is Boom. and if you basically spend about 50 bucks you know you get a five dollar coupon to spend on whatever the hell you want you know this is this basically trying to get you to buy stuff you know just digital and this this you know this obviously this this uh god <laughs> This work with retail games, this work with virtual console stuff, any type of downloadable game, uh, just as long as you have it directly downloaded to your system. And, you know, that whole system is was only good until, well, you know, whatever, until 2014. And, you know, I found it kind of interesting because Club Nintendo Japan just recently announced that they are no longer going to be doing, like, platinum and gold status uh, hmm. and stuff like that. They're, you know, you still have your coins and you can still get, like, these different items and stuff, but there's no tiers to your registration of games and stuff and you know with this wii u digital promotion i mean yeah it's only for wii u so you can't you know it doesn't matter if, if you have games that are registered on your 3ds that stuff just only glows to club, club nintendo whereas with the wii u stuff it goes to both um so yeah I'm, I'm kind of curious is i wonder if they're going to kind of try to push these two things together because it makes sense right i mean you know, hey, why not get some cash back, you know, to spend on Nintendo's store for buying stuff on 3DS too, not just Wii U. It makes sense, especially in Japan because a lot more people have 3DSs, right? So, yeah, I think I think we're going to hear something about that before the end of the year. We have to. <laughs> there you go. So. Predictions Boom. by Danny Bivens. Ready a to get it. A new monthly feature. Yeah. <laughs> ready to get it wrong every time. <laughs> <laughs> so. Cool. All right. So let's take a break and do new, what do you call it, now playing? Yeah, we have a bit of a now playing segment again for you this month, uh, which will come back on the other side of this musical break, so stay tuned. Now playing on Nintendo World Report. That's so. racist. <laughs> <laughs> Three so. white douchebags in Japan. 
Yes. So as many of you know, maybe one or two of you might know, on NintendoWorldReport.com, I put together a feature every week, the Nintendo, uh, the Japan eShop Roundup, uh, and basically... <laughs> can't even get his own segment right. I can't even get it right. Hey, I've been having to... Whatever. <laughs> so, you know, there's obviously a ton of stuff coming out here on the Wii U, uh, particularly with the Virtual Console stuff, actually 15 titles this month, and we're going to kind of talk about this stuff here really quick. Uh, I'll go ahead and kick us off. So this month so far, uh, looks like Mock Rider came out, a Famicom version of Mock Rider came out, another game. Uh, Super Chinese World on the Super Famicom, and I think that might be a Japan-only type of thing. Because <laughs> it sounds racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to play that game. Yeah, and also, uh, F-Zero GP Legend, known here as F-Zero Falcon Dinsetsu. Captain Falcon! <laughs> That's awesome. Legend Falcon of Falcon. Cool. That thing. That thing came out at the beginning of the month here. Uh, Salamander, also known as Life Force, uh, the NES version came out at the beginning of the month, and another game that I really didn't know much about, or I wouldn't have unless I did this feature, because the 3DS version is also available, uh, Spuddy Ozumo, it's like a sumo game, I think maybe the translation could be something like Push Sumo, and uh, yeah, pretty popular thing here, it's kind of like a, uh, looks kind of like a regular fighting type of game, a lot of fun, my girlfriend it's, knew about it. It's the prequel to Pushmo. <laughs> exactly. So, no, yeah. All right, so I'll take uh, the the next five here. We have a game that needs no introduction, Rockman X3, Mega Man X3, and, you know, not Japan. <laughs> then we have 2010 Street Fighter, a.k.a. Street Fighter 2010, The Final Fight. The future. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there's so many jokes to make here. But... <laughs> Well, for starters, nothing to do with Street Fighter, nothing to do with Final <laughs> Fight, and 2010 did not turn out like that. <laughs> but uh, I highly recommend uh, watching the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, episode on Street awesome. Fighter 2010 and the Final Fight. Let's see, Dig Dug. I love Dig Dug. Yeah, everyone loves Dig Dug. I got so good at Dig Dug because it was on my first Japanese phone. Oh, awesome. Yeah, one of my friends, he had the same thing, man. Yeah, it was like a flip phone, but mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Super Mario Advance 3, which is just, you know, Ooh. Yoshi's Island or whatever. <laughs> what? Worst worst version ever. Yeah. Contra MSX version. <laughs> yeah, get in there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um... I guess I'm next. So, Babel no To, a.k.a. the Tower of Babel on the Famicom. That or, sounds I religious. Think, yeah. do, do Americans say Babel? No, Babel. They say Babel. And this was Japan only. Apparently didn't release anywhere else. But they did actually, on the title screen, they actually have it in English. There you go. Actually, I think British people say Babel, and I just said it the American way. Amen. To the Queen, I apologize. You're learning the way you should speak English. <laughs> Uh, next is Muero Proyakyu, aka Bases Loaded. Okay, I've heard of that one. I think that's a baseball game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I got that from the Bases Loaded. Bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, put, uh, I had that game. Yeah. It was uh, too realistic for my taste. <laughs> next, we have another Rockman slash Mega Man game, uh, Rockman Zero, which is the uh, GBA one. 
and then salamander. Haven't we already talked about salamander? Yes. That's yeah. Life Force. This, but is, this the is the PC, PC engine, engine version. Yeah. There you go. Salamander so. is actually part of the Gradius series. You have there the same go. ship in the Gradius series and the same power-up system. Salamander tries very hard to kill you. It's very tough. <laughs> so there you go. Instead of releasing Star Fox or the real version of Yoshi's Island, they decided to release two versions of the same game. Brilliant. In the, in the same way. And uh, finally, on the Wii U, these are all Wii U games, by the way, uh, Power Golf on the PC Engine. Oh, yeah, my favorite game of all time. <laughs> but uh, apparently there are no virtual console games on the 3DS this month. There and haven't have been f- for a very long time. <laughs> what was the last one? Uh, that was Donkey Kong Land 3 on May 7th. So, <laughs> yeah, the 3DS Virtual Console is dead, and I honestly thought that the new 3DS would kind of usher in a new era of Virtual Console on the system, but that nope. sure as hell didn't happen. <laughs> so, For all this and more about news in Japan on Nintendo systems, stay tuned to NintendoWorldReport.com. Right. And after a bit of an absence, we are going to do another round of Faker Real. Yes. Ooh, this, please. This is my away. first time, by the way. It is. Oh, wow. This is exciting. All right. Because I think I got a pretty good one. So, a little refresher. I have the descriptions of three games in Japan. And <laughs> an unknown number of them are fake. Some are, some are real. It's going to be hard to tell the difference. That's the game anyway. So I'm going to read you the description of a game. And each of you have to tell me if it's fake or real. Do we have a jingle for this? No. We should make a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> pressure's, pressure's all on me. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I just put in the X-Files theme. all right right so okay our first game i wrote these ahead of time so that helps (laughs) yes all right first game help you help you set it up yeah all right first game this is a game where you have to elevate yourself in victorian era era aristocratic society by vigorously slapping the faces of your rivals Is this a PlayStation 4 exclusive? I think I've heard of it. Oh, th- <laughs> no, but there is a theme, actually. This is an indie games theme this month. Oh, I was thinking of The Order 1866. <laughs> I think that's based in Victorian area London. But right. I'm not sure about the face slapping feature. Yeah. I'm going to say fake. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... It's real. It's it's uh, it's the order eighteen sixty six. It's a mini game. You have to use the move. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I have some interesting news for you then. It's very much a real game. 
but it's Woo. yeah it's newer um it was the the first version was actually a flash game it's called rose and camellia but okay. there there was like an actual full disc version released and i have it and i got like this whole set with like the signed <laughs> art plaque and stuff it's really quite nice what systems this on it's a it's a pc indie game okay all of these are this month pc got it and they made a cd version of it yes it's cool. well, that was a waste of money <laughs> it's great i'll put that up on the twitter a little bit later do people really buy disc PC games these days? Well, yeah, but but let me tell you, when you go to Comicet and looking for games, mm-hmm. like um, it, it's really interesting because like the main creators will usually be right there at their their like little setup card table kind of thing, <laughs> uh, hawking their wares, and you might get some extra goodies or something with it. From and so, their moms. And actually, it's literally the only place to get these games sometimes. Wow. Yeah. So that's a thing. Is it because it's too naughty to put on the internet? Some of them. <laughs> but, no, these are all on the level. <laughs> all right. I re- oh, wait. I should record the score here. We got James 1, Danny 0. Sounds about right. 100 to 0. <laughs> All right, so second game. This is a basketball basketball game with ninja girls, where you use your ninja tricks and magic to fuck up the other players. I've played this game. It's called NBA Jam, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I think you can choose Bill Clinton, uh, <laughs> Michael Jordan, and a ninja on the same team. And yeah, also, definitely, also George Clinton, I believe, was in that game. <laughs> really? Yeah, in at least one version. There's a lot of different versions of NBA Jam. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say definitely real. I'm gonna go again with fake. Okay. So let's see. This game is fake. Hey! Hey! Uh. I made it up like a couple hours ago. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna look for ninja girl codes for NBA Jam and prove you wrong. <laughs> yeah, like 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 I say every month, it's like a nightmare of mine that I'm gonna make up a fake game and then it turns out to be real. <laughs> I did do like an obligatory Google search for Ninja Girl basketball game, <laughs> but okay. So we got a score of one to one. Am I right? That's right. Okay. So let's see. Well, first, before I pose th- this last question to you. Do you remember the old Nintendo game Spy vs. Spy? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Ah, that's good, because this next game, which is fake or real, is basically like a, a remake or an homage to Spy vs. Spy. Where, and that, you know, that's a game where you set up traps and you're looking for like three items, I think. Mm-hmm. Like uh, secret files or whatever it was. And this is the same thing, except you have uh anime girls with exploding clothes oh man I was gonna exploding say, clothes <laughs> i, I could have swore i've seen something about this. this this sounds vaguely familiar within the past couple of years i'm gonna go ahead and say real on this 
By the way, there's totally totally ninjas in NBA Jam. Well, yeah, I mean, there's Sub-Zero, Scorpion, and Reptile, depending on which version you play. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Exploding Clothes is always real. Um, it's probably a Vita game. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all Vita games involve rubbing the back of the system to make some part of a girl's you know, clothes explode off <laughs> or jiggle. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's true. It's real. All right. Well... Let's see. Yes, it is real. Oh, man. Yeah. So we have a tie, I think. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. What's the name of this game? Uh, Girl versus Girl. Look it up on YouTube for a good time. <laughs> I got super excited because I want to play it because I was big into Spy versus Spy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Safe search off <laughs> or on. So, yeah, there's some Let's Plays on YouTube. I'll probably put those up on the Twitter later as well. Um, But, yeah, I'm excited to play this game and stream it. Like, I didn't know it existed until today when I was trying to grab some good games to put up on Faker Real. Awesome. Yeah, so I have fond memories of Spy vs. Spy, which I think was oddly popular in Japan. Like, I've met... I've run into some other guys that like say, "Oh yeah, I love Spy versus Spy on Nintendo." So, do we have a tiebreaker question or no a, some, a tiebreaker challenge or something? I'm just gonna. I'd rather just take the tie and just walk away. Yeah, <laughs> not losing. <laughs> well, That's you me, would. But... Well, I didn't write any more. So, next month, I think we'll have a, a showdown. Yeah, definitely. Okay, how about this? We have to. Th- on the spot right now, we have to think of uh, a fake game and describe it to you. And you say, which is the best fake game? All right. If you think you can pull it off, <laughs> how creative are you? Uh, let's find out. D- uh, Danny, are you, gonna, are you game for this game? Yeah, I guess I have to be. <laughs> yeah, have All to right. Be. Tell me your idea for a game. Me first? God, it wasn't my idea to do this. <laughs> uh, either or, either or, if you're ready. Uh, I think James is ready. Um, okay, so this completely made-up game involves the the mascots from uh, various uh, NBA teams, and you have to you play one of them, and you have to uh, date as many as you can and the ones that you succeed at dating with you play against them in a game of basketball and uh if you beat them then you marry them okay if you don't if you lose then um you have to stay inside the mascot suit for the rest of your life in real life (laughs) pretty good um this game is actually a simulation um you are a controller and the goal of the game is to be touched by as many beautiful girls as possible. <laughs> the end. They could base that at the TGS show, right? It's yeah, it's probably a real thing that people do. Yeah, that that sounds like a more Japanese game to me. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the NBA in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I lose then. Yeah, I'll give it to Danny. I'll give it to Danny. I guess I'll take any type of win I can get. <laughs> all right yeah that's pretty impressive like you you take a funny concept you either make it a dating sim or just add 
Japanese schoolgirls and you have a strange Japanese game. Pretty much. That's I mean, probably already been made. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. I should have just described that uh, that Project Morpheus game that was at TGS where you you kind of you doing homework with a Japanese schoolgirl <laughs> on your summer holiday and you have to look down her blouse when she's not looking. Well, I thought of that entirely real. I think it's a strategy RPG game where you interact with a bunch of anime girls, but they're all like um, anthropomorphifications of video game consoles. <laughs> oh, the net. What's it? The Neptune Utopia game. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. That game. Yep. Yep. It is. All right. So, I suppose Danny wins our off the cuff uh, tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. Awesome. Well done, Danny. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to take my winnings and uh, go to Tokyo Disney Sea so I can drink beer and ride trains. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Train simulator. Yeah. Even go to Disneyland involves beer with Danny. Yeah. So, well, hey, Disney Sea, you can have beer there. So, um, yeah. So thanks, Ty. And yeah, next month, you can look forward to that. It's some more Faker Real. Um, yeah, and if you guys have any ideas about for fake or real stuff, yeah, send it our way at our Twitter at the Famicast on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on Twitter? Or? It might be on Twitter, so you might want to double check. So, yeah, but with that, that's going to go ahead and bring it into this segment. Um, we're going to come back on the other side of this musical break with some mail. We have some mail, and <laughs> we're going to talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be right back. All right, so we're back with some of your listener mail. Uh, today we have some questions from uh, Mr. Russ Greeno in jolly old England. And um, actually, right before the show, he had uh, mentioned something to – he had tweeted at us. And he's, he said, did Danny – did you know, Danny, me, at Danny Biv, did he kill Minoru? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I think Minoru's still around out there. And actually – you might he be is. hearing. He, he definitely is, and you'll be hearing from him here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, not directly, indirectly, through the you know spirit medium type of thing. So, so maybe you did kill him. I might have. That doesn't really matter at this point because he's still with I us. I can't confirm or deny that, officer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just lawyer your way out of it. So, well, either he or his spirit emailed us, so you'll be hearing his comments soon. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we we grouped these. He actually sent in a lot of really good questions, and uh, uh, James actually kind of grouped a few in that are kind of similar. So we're going to go ahead and tackle three of these today. And uh, the first one up here right now is: Do you visit the Japanese countryside or stick to the metropolitan cities? Um, so I guess you know this also kind of ties in with life in Japan stuff too. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we realized that, you know, life in Japan and the, the questions that people send us are generally of the same topic. So, right. you know, they're kind of maybe going to become the same section of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
Well, this question could be taken a lot of ways, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've lived in both in Tokyo and way out in the countryside and places in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a question, which do we prefer or what do you visit? I guess. This is saying, do you visit the Japanese countryside? Um, I go there or to see you... people I know. And mm. sometimes there are some nice places to visit. Like, you know, you can go out and find some uh, like hot springs, go to Mount Fuji. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> the small town Matsuri events are really good. Right. And um, it's kind of become a big thing in Japan that every small town has like a small town specialty, generally like some food or something. Mm-hmm. Makes a great uh, obligatory gift for your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Omiyage, yes. as it's known. Yes. It's kind of funny, isn't it? When you go somewhere, you, people are excited for you to go somewhere because they know you, you have to bring souvenirs back with you. Yeah. Which will <laughs> most often than not be edible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that... Like omiyage, what does that literally mean? Like, it it is like obligation giving thing, right? It's it's not like a a souvenir. It's like there's a bit of a duty, a bit of an expectation that you bring back a nice thing to everyone who did not get to take time off from work to join you. Because, well, I don't know about America, but in the UK, we usually say, "Send us a postcard." Oh, yeah. you know, and a postcard was that cost, you know, like 50 pence, yeah. you know, <laughs> but like omiyage, you know, these could go into the, uh, yeah. the several thousand yens, <laughs> especially if you work with like, you know, 20 people, you got to get at least a box of 20 things, right? And yep. cakes you know, or whatever. And there are places that specifically sell, you know, you know, there's different different parts of like different shops at these different places that you can go to, and it's like, hey, these are specifically for like these omiyage that you can give to other people, and yeah, perfectly boxed, and you usually individually wrap like little cakes or whatever the hell you <laughs> right. want to get, and exactly, it's a to- the system is just totally set up and it works great. <laughs> the the funniest thing for me, like when you go to the countryside, is like they don't have any like actually useful shops. But they've got shops that sell souvenirs, like, you know, snacks and stuff. But not snacks to eat that day, snacks to take home and give to, you, you know, your co-workers. Right. <laughs> it's just like boxes and boxes of these, like, perfectly packaged things. And it's yeah, like, and if you want to eat them all, yeah, just, you're yeah. going to spend 20 minutes opening them all up. But... Yeah, yeah that's I it. guess you could just eat them then and there and then, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've done it, and then I hung my head in shame. <laughs> but yeah i, I so want to say there's a pretty big industry just like the little ev- edible souvenirs that you were yeah, obligated yeah. to bring and share mm-hmm. yeah god help you if you go abroad right because we don't have that kind of system in the west so you've got to just kind of frantically look for something that you could take back and like oh shit well like 50 chocolate bars yeah i got the- everyone some uh <laughs> butterfinger uh, fun size there you yeah. go. Fun side. There you go. Yeah, it's at Halloween time of year, so I lucked out. Mm-hmm. That's probably the obese white guy's version of uh, <laughs> Japanese souvenirs, right? Right. Like, <laughs> like high calorie chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I went to go, when I I went back to America for the first time in years, uh, I had a Butterfinger, and I was shocked at how intense the flavor was. <laughs> 
Like I got the shakes from like just all this sugar and fat and salt. Ah, so I definitely brought that back. Dude, last year I found Butterfingers at the local grocery store in my town. Wow. Somehow, like little fun-sized ones, and I bought them all the time. And then Surra- Surrounded by a group of 10 kids lying on the ground shaking. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I have American blood, so I can take it, <laughs> kind of. It is, it is funny, isn't it? Like when you bring souvenirs back from, from the West, you know, the first thing that people say is like, God, this is sweet. Like whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you bring back, it's like, amasugi. You know, yeah. or just like you know, just overly sweet. You know? Oh yeah, America, uh, Japanese tastes, and you know, they prefer just a hint of sweetness. I guess. Yeah, everything is a very mild flavor in Japan, so it's shocking to go back to America. Whenever yeah. I go back. Oh yeah. This needs to be fried. <laughs> yeah, right. In butter, Fry everything. And in chocolate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So opposingly the. The metropolitan cities. I mean, well, we often talk about going to Akihabara, you know. Yeah, that's where the video, video games video, are. Video game shopping. Yeah, that's where the arcades I mean, you are and listening video game to shops are. A video game podcast. <laughs> yes, there are no arcades in the countryside. <laughs> there are no video game stores in the countryside. Oh, there are video game stores. You go to Book Off. You might you might find some crazy little treasures. Yeah, actually, like um. Yeah. I was in a town with a population of 5,000. I went to the book off there, bought a bunch of copies of, what was it? Bust a Move Dance Summit for like <laughs> five bucks and then flipped them all on eBay for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. prob- probably those video games have just been like passed around that city for the past 10 years <laughs> yeah. and they've just been sold, sold and resold to the same <laughs> like 10 guys. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, Ty, like my first time coming to Japan, I was up in your neck of the woods, actually, and there was a, uh, I think it's called a Wonder Goo. Sounds familiar. (laughs) That was around, yeah, odd name. But no, they had some, you know, I found a bunch of cool stuff there and some other shops, like like you said, Book Off, it's a chain here too. And yeah, no, I mean, I found a ton of really cool stuff. It was a really good first experience, even being kind of out in the quote unquote countryside, you can still find some stuff, but yeah, the the city is where you're gonna find more kind of rare and exotic stuff. Typically, than... book off book off is good for buying stuff, but not so much for like, you know, if you want to sell your stuff. Like I went to sell my XL um, just before the new 3DS launch, and they offered me seven thousand for it. Oh yeah, and it was like you know it was in perfect condition. You know, this is the thing that cost nineteen thousand brand new. They had it on sale for like nineteen thousand, and they're like, yeah, we'll give you seven for it. Um, I ended up selling on Craigslist for like a lot more than that, but mm-hmm. yeah. But if you want to buy cheap video game stuff and even hardware, it's it's pretty amazing. Get all sorts of stuff, DK bongos and oh yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that's the cities covered. So I guess um, Russ's second question. Yeah. So kind of uh, leads what... into that. Yeah, what precautions do you take when cruising shady areas? At well, first, I make sure there are no cops around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. it's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, you proceed. Well, well, well first, let, what would you describe as a shady area in Japan? Uh, yeah. There, well, there's not hmm. a lot of like 
really dangerous areas. There's like areas where you tell guy like Nigerian guys, no, I will not go to your club. <laughs> yeah, but even that, it's it's still pretty tame. I mean, they'll leave you alone eventually. Well, if you're a dude, maybe... anyway, I think if you're a girl, it's a much different story. That's probably very very true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. Context. Um, shady areas in Japan, you know, nowhere near in the same levels as shady areas in the UK and most probably the US. Yeah, speaking of city versus countryside, you know, in the city, like, you know, on the train or something, you'll see a sign that says, beware of perverts. Right. And then, like, when you're on the country, you see... Danny's face next to it. Then when you're on the country... And and on this back road with nobody around, and you see the same sign, you're like, whoa. Whoa, dude. Danny gets around. I do. You know, what what, what can I say? So, like... So, what would you say is the most dangerous area in Japan? Is it Shinjuku? Supposedly. Um, That's where all the gangsters... I mean, they made a whole game about it. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) Yakuza. (laughs) Yeah, a whole series about that stuff. Well, you know, as a foreign white male, like, I I don't think I could get murdered if I tried. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Like, Actually, yeah, seriously, just the other day in a kind of a semi-big station not too far away from where I I live, um, I was having, well, we had a Halloween party last night. And uh, I guess a few hours before our party, somebody, some crazy fucker was walking around with a scythe and apparently, like, stabbed somebody or something in the middle of the station. And people what? just went running. I don't know. So, it, I don't know. It, it just seems like sometimes the dangerous areas. I mean, yeah, th- this place, it's kind of, like, shady. But, I mean, it's like the station, right? So, it, it shouldn't be that bad. There's a goddamn police box that's, like... <laughs> a hop, skip, and jump, jump away, and this asshole is gonna just go ahead and do this. It's like, you know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, like I wouldn't be so much worried about like getting mugged or assaulted, but like getting scammed is a real thing. Like if you go into the wrong club or something, like they'll try to just take all your money with like some bullshit line or try to intimidate you out of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe if you're a foreigner, doubly so. Yeah, th- yeah, definitely. Not comfortable with the language or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the foreign guys, like, uh, be careful about going into shady clubs and stuff like that because they'll they'll try to shake you down. But don't I've, go to Roppongi for Christ's sake. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I've been like all the way through Roppongi, and like I've had dudes try to scam me, and it's just no, just don't go to their club. Just don't. Yeah. But for regular towns and cities, I mean, I mean, yeah, like Danny said, you could, you know, even trying to get mugged, you wouldn't get mugged. <laughs> I mean, people walk around with their fat wallets in their back pockets, right? You guys can back me up here, right? Yeah, that's no, real. I do it now because I do it now too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean, when Japanese people go abroad, I mean, holy shit, they must be the first to get pickpocketed. Okay, yeah, like, I, I mean, can just imagine the stupid things they do. Half of your wallet is sticking out of your pants, and it's just has "steal me" written all over it. Yeah, iPhones, you know, clearly sticking out of their ass pockets. It's right. just, uh, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, I guess one one hotbed, maybe anywhere in Japan, for kind of what seemingly seems like kind of shady activity. I would say Don Quixote. Uh, the, what? I'm serious. Okay, here, 
Yes. Okay. Maybe this is just me. <laughs> but there is this is kind of like for those of you guys that don't know out there it's kind of like this chain restaurant it almost reminds me if you're familiar with american places like it almost reminds me of walmart but take a walmart and basically quarter the size of the building and put everything in it and that's kind of what don quixote <laughs> Dude, it's is not a, it's not a restaurant what are you talking about well it's not but i always thought know, of it did... as like walmart plus spencer's yeah i think that's a good yeah, it's like it's a hundred yen shop, except things that cost more than a hundred yen. Yeah, but it, I don't know. There's there's a couple of kind of shady towns around where I live, and I remember one night, the only night I was ever scared <laughs> in <laughs> Japan was at this place at like one in the morning. If these kind of big dudes, I mean bigger than me, kind of walking around and look kind of like gangsterish, and I was like, ah. but it just turned out that you know they were just shopping. <laughs> so was I, and that was the end of it. That's like the end of Don me. Quixote. That was the end of me being scared. So that's Japan. Yeah. The way yeah. Japanese people pronounce it, I for ages I thought it was donkey, like mm-hmm. you know, the animal, the donkey. No, yeah. not Don Quixote. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. So the yeah precautions. Not really. I mean, if you. As long as you're home at a reasonable hour, I wouldn't get worried yeah. about it. And, and then, like Ty said too, just if you if you want to go to clubs and stuff like that, just be careful because, yeah, people can shake you down, and there's not a lot you can do about it if you're by yourself or with, you know what I mean. Just, just yeah, other foreigners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so oh, I, I'll just read uh, Minoru's comments on the mm-hmm. on this matter. On these matters, mm-hmm. so uh, Minoru said that he was born in Tokyo and he's been living there ever since, um, except for when he uh, studied in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of a downtown kind of guy, um, and he he goes out to Tokyo downtown like maybe only three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, he lives kind of near Kabukicho, which is, uh, is that, is that Shinjuku, Kabukicho? Uh, I think, sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, which he says is, um, probably the most shady area in Japan, like we just mentioned. And Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. I used to go there a lot, by the way. <laughs> they have good arcades, but yeah, like, you would run into weird people. There was this dude that claim to have like mob like control over the whole area <laughs> he was uh did you ever see the movie snatch uh the british gangster movie yeah i think so with brad pitt and the dad yes yes and do you remember the <laughs> yeah. guy with the glasses that fed people to pigs oh god no i don't okay well that was this guy he's like wow <laughs> stop talking to me i just want to play video games because <laughs> they had 50 yen Tekken 5 which was new at the time mm-hmm. so great arcades so, lots of girls asking you if you want special massages <laughs> but you know it's Japan all you have to do is say nah or just keep walking mm-hmm. so yeah you're kind of stepping on what Minari was saying okay, <laughs> he said, sorry um, about that I'm I'm sure he knows a yeah, he bit said, more um, yeah than I do. If you played the Yakuza game, you should be familiar with it, like mm-hmm. Danny said. And so, yeah, walking around in Kabucho, and the guy you always get spoken to by pullers in or pimps showing you photos of girls. 
and doing this kind of thing is actually prohibited uh, and they're just fucking annoying this yeah. is Minoru talking by the way <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't respond to them um, uh, they'll probably just uh, it's best to just ignore them and pretend you don't hear them he basically says yep uh, having having earplugs in your ears is a good way to avoid them. Or to says. stop and talk to him and say, oh man, sorry, I just got out of the other place. Benori so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continues, if you're a girl, um, then these kind of rogues will definitely approach you. I love that he used the word rogues. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> these ruffians. Um, for, exam- for example, they'll be asked, you know, if you're interested in being engaged in, you know, prostitution, nightclub businesses or other kinds of things like that. Millions of other places like that in Kabukicho. Um, of course, Minoru says he doesn't know much about them. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he says that it might be one of the easiest ways to earn money in Japan after teaching English. Yep. Which is what we all do. <laughs> but joking aside, um, uh, just play like the Yakuza protagonists. Um, when you're in Kabukicho. Beat the hell out of everyone? <laughs> I guess. I guess that, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, people with big traffic cones that are taller than you. That sounds like Play UFO idea. catcher. That too? Yeah. Yeah. So he says, um, but yeah, whatever you do, don't start acting like them and get into a fight against these punks. Um, and uh, you shouldn't be engaging these random enemy encounters <laughs> yeah describing kabukicho like a video game i love it yeah just keep walking but he says there are tons of safe bars and other entertaining places and uh he would recommend to non-japanese people to go to one coin bar champion where the majority of customers are not japanese tai have you heard of that place one coin bar one coin bar champion. Is that in or near Kabukicho or what? Yeah, yeah. It's, this is all talking about Kabukicho. Okay, yeah. I haven't been there. There you go. So if you're a non-Japanese person, he recommends it. I'll check it out. Yes. There you go. So the final question that Russ sent us was... <laughs> How often do you encounter wild Pokemon on the streets? <laughs> Two to three times a day. Yeah. Ty? Uh, I have to kind of go off the sidewalk into the tall grass. <laughs> but yeah, just spray, just spray repel on yourself every ten steps or so. It's another <laughs> goddamn geo, dude. <laughs> yeah. Minoru says um, never, but he's never played Pokemon, so he may oh not have God. noticed them. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just try to avoid everything Pokemon, but you know, this this comes and gets you anyway, so. But you would you would still um, you would still date a Mister Mime if you could if you could right? <laughs> you know me too well, James. <laughs> <laughs> cool life in Japan done. Cool. Yeah. So like like Russ did, you guys send in your questions to uh, our email at Famicast or the Famicast. <laughs> the Famicast. God, tomorrow. all this stuff. No, I think the email is just Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com, and or our Twitter account at the Famicast. I know that's right. So we're gonna take. Uh, that's, com- <laughs> that's confusing. The Twitter is the Famicast, and the email is just Famicast. Well, who made that decision? <clears throat> I don't know. Some guy. 
Yeah, actually, I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll take one more quick break, and then we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Yeah, quick break. Up the show again. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that. We're at the Famicast. As always, too, you can follow us on NintendoWorldReport.com. Our loving question mark host. <laughs> and you know, like James said at the beginning of the episode, we're also on our own feed. So if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that so that you can hear us basically twice a month. Um, and yeah, if you want to follow me directly, you can do that at. Danny Biv on Twitter. Um, no, I'm good, thanks. Okay, that's fine. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, James, oh, and my God. So, uh, also kind of doing maybe some of our most popular tweets of the past. I guess maybe not forever, or something, but you know, it's kind of like <laughs> recent kind of popular tweets. You know, like I had kind of mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, I had posted a, a screenshot of my 3ds wallpaper, and actually, it's the Devil World. It's in the background in the Famicom. Uh, unit and you know with a little TV and so you can check that out on Twitter. Um, yeah, James. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm at Family Complicated and um, just before the show, um, somebody was tweeting about the Amiibos. Um, somebody's got their hands on the, the final production run of the Amiibos, mm-hmm. and uh, if you look at the prototypes and the new and the actual the final production they look quite different they're a lot less detailed Mm -hmm. so i i tweeted out a picture of um (laughs) the yoshi amiibo Mm -hmm. and that's kind of uh, exploded because it's it's not a real photo it's a a hyper troll get Uh as you would expect oh yeah oh yeah it's a a stupid picture of yoshi made out of (laughs) (laughs) play-doh and i called that the new amiibo so yeah Mm-hmm. Please do enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going, getting crazy retweets right now. Mm-hmm. People love the trolling. What can I say? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Ty. Oh, um, well, on my main account, uh, probably the things that gets the most retweets are pictures of animals that are clearly high as hell. But uh, <laughs> uh, on the side, I run a, a, a little Twitter called Scrub Quotes X. And it's basically... Just quotes from people who are bad at video games. <laughs> there are some gems on there, and sometimes they'll get like a hundred retweets, and then that's a fist pump moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can read you some. Sure. Let's see. Scrub quotes X. You can plug your PS2 controller into this here. Quote a Best Buy employee holding a, a PS2 keyboard to USB adapter. <laughs> How did you find out about that? That happened to me. Oh, it's <laughs> real. I asked a Best Buy employee if he, if he had uh, controller adapters for uh, PS2 to USB, and I meant the con- the PlayStation controllers. And he brought me this keyboard adapter, mm-hmm. which would be okay, except he pointed to it and said, you plug your controller in this. 
I said no, and he said, well, uh, okay, I'll uh, find someone else to help you. And then he just walked away, <laughs> and nobody else came. Your parents help you hook it up. Yeah. There's another good retweet, screen cap of a Yahoo Games top story. Little Mac is ruining Smash Brothers for 3DS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get good. Oh, my true. God, really? So, yes, read Scrub Quotes X for a good time. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, well, Ooh, that I, was a long one, yeah. Yeah, it was. So it was good. Yeah, I, ho- I hope so. <laughs> Season two has officially kicked off. Hashtag shots fired. Just, Come on, just in time for Halloween, I guess. Yeah, whatever that means in relation to the Famicast. A skeleton <laughs> popped out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, we hope you guys enjoy Halloween if you that's your thing. If not, we we'll hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, James, thanks for coming on, man. You're welcome, as always. Yeah, yeah. And Ty, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Yes, it is. (laughs) And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Peace.